Let's go ahead and pray over the word this morning. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are alive and well. Jesus, you're not overwhelmed. You're not discouraged. Oh, Jesus, you are victorious. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Lord. Thank you, Father, for who you are and who you are in us, Lord. Who you are to us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for it. Holy Spirit, thank you for giving us revelation about Jesus, revealing more of Jesus to us, Lord. Thank you, Father, for it. Open our eyes to see, Lord. Open our ears to hear, our hearts to receive all that you have for us this morning, Lord. I thank you, Father, for it. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. So before I jump in here to Isaiah 54, uh, let me read this and then I'll I'll talk. So uh, Isaiah 54 says uh, in the first verse here, and that's what I want to emphasize. It says, sing, O barren one, who did not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor, for the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married, says the Lord. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor. Now, the songs we sang this morning, beginning with the first song, Ain't No Grave, I don't know if that song, sometimes we get so used to a song that we just sing it. It's kind of like the hymns that we get in this danger of just singing a song and the song not coming from down deep inside, like the revelation of it. And we all do it. I I do it, you know, and I try to stay fresh in the songs. I try to switch up songs to do it. But that song this morning while we were singing, I kept hearing the Lord say, this is the declaration that each of you need to be saying out of your mouths. In the situations where you find yourself, this grave is not my identity. Whatever that situation is, this grave is not my identity. Ain't no grave. In Isaiah 54, 1, this woman is declaring, there is no grave that dictates my identity. The Lord dictates my identity. And what he wants to do and what he declares, what his will is, is what I am going to agree with and what I am going to act upon by faith. And I'm going to see the deliverance of the Lord. Sing, O barren one, and cry aloud. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than her who is married, says the Lord. I want to challenge you this morning. A couple things. One, what is the area that looks like a grave to you that is holding you back from coming into the freedom and the fullness of Jesus? What is that grave? You need to write it down. You need to acknowledge the grave that is attacking you. You need to acknowledge the mindset. You need to acknowledge the the belief the theology, whatever it is that you believe about yourself or believe about God that is holding you back, you need to put it down on paper and go ahead and put a a dash 2023. This thing died, 7-2 of 2023, because no grave is going to keep me from coming into what Jesus has for me. You need to write that down. The second thing is that you need, and this is what I'm going to really talk about this morning, you need a revelation of the freedom of Jesus concerning this verse. Labor. 
John chapter 4. John chapter 4, great chapter. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. Instead of doing the normal way, he says, you know what? I am taking myself to another area because there's people I want to reach. I'm going to branch out and do something strange. Let's go through Samaria. Let's get out there and have some fun. And he sits down by this well, and the disciples are like, we're, well, we're hungry. He says, you, you go on in and get some food in town. I'm going to sit here. Because Jesus had an assignment. And this woman comes up and comes into the presence of Jesus. And she begins to talk to him. And he knocks down every single one of her arguments of religiosity. Every reason of why she shouldn't believe, he just lovingly says, well, actually, this is the truth. I, what you're sensing, what you're feeling, this is, this is me. I am the Messiah. I am the son of David. And then Jesus ministers by the Holy Spirit and tells her exactly where she is. Well, you've answered truthfully. Actually, this is, uh, you've been married, what, four times, five times, and the guy you're with right now isn't, isn't even your husband. And she just, woo, it is the Messiah, and she gets saved. Acknowledges the truth and gets all excited. The disciples come back, and, and they're like, Jesus, are you hungry? And he's like, man, I, I've already eaten. I am fine. Where did you get food? I've got food you don't know of because it is complete pleasure to walk in what Jesus has for us. And he says something to them that we talk about a lot. It's down here in verse uh, 34. And Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. There is a level of joy, a level of contentment that you can come into when you are able to walk in what Jesus has for you. So don't let any grave keep you from walking in what Jesus has for you. It'll be like food to your flesh. It'll be just so good. Verse 35. Do not say there are yet four months, then comes the harvest. Don't say sometime, somewhere, it's out there. Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. It's right in front of your face. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages. There are already people out there reaping and gathering fruit for eternal life so that the sower and reaper may rejoice together. Now, notice that the reaper and the sower are two different people. For here the saying holds true... One sows and another reaps. Verse 38. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Sing, O barren one who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor. For the children of the desolate one, the one who has not labored, will be more than the children of her who is married, who has labored, says the Lord. I believe we are coming into a season where the Lord will just be adding people to our number, to your number, 
the Lord will bring breakthrough and, and set people free and you'll see a movement of the Spirit that will have nothing to do with your activity. So if you're thinking I'm asking you to go door-to-door witnessing, I am not. I am asking you to look up and look around you because Jesus is beginning to bring people, the fields are white, bring people that others have labored for, that someone has labored, others have labored for, but it is ready and it is time to begin to reap the harvest that is right around you. I heard a beautiful story of a woman that was a missionary uh, overseas and the Lord brought her back and said, I want you to move to uh, Los, uh, Los Angeles, get into Hollywood. I've got to work for you to do there within the movie industry. And she's like, Lord, I'm a missionary and wherever it was, I, I have no desire, no nothing for Hollywood. You know, it's like contrary to where I want to go. And he said, just the opposite. I want you to go there. I've got stuff for you there. So she went there and she started a business, business uh, among them where she would hire and do different shows and things and living out her faith there in Hollywood. And she had this one model, because she dealt with models a lot. She had this one model who she would interact with. And she noticed that every time the model would come, the model was either high or drunk or both. And would do her work high and drunk. And she had this lady three times, and she was praying for and looking for opportunities. But it just, just didn't work out, you know. Then later on, this, this model, she ran into one of her friends. And her friend said, yeah, I actually know the lady, because they were talking about her. And I know her, and I invited her to church, and she's come to church, and she's gotten saved. And after having a conversation with the model, it comes to find out that the model says, well, you know what? Every time I got around you, I came into the presence of the Lord. I didn't know what it was, but I would like instantly be set free and could think straight. It was like all the demonic oppression would leave. I could sense the presence of the Lord. I just didn't know what it was. And then then as soon as I left your presence, it would all come back again. And by the third time, I realized there's something here. And that was when the woman invited me to church. And when I walked into the church, I felt the same thing. And I knew. Gave my heart to the Lord. She's now, her and her husband, married with kids, and her and her husband run a homeless ministry there in uh, Los Angeles. This model I'm talking about. So it's coming into, just coming into your presence. I don't know if you realize that you carry the presence of Jesus everywhere you go. And people just getting around you can tell the difference. Did you notice in Tetiana's testimony how the people said, you know, they could see a difference? She was free. She carried the light. And she just boldly, oh, yeah, I'll I'll talk to people. And I asked the Lord, did you hear her say that? I asked the Lord, Lord, is there someone you want me to talk to? Is there fruit laying around that you want me to pick up? This isn't a hard thing. It's not like you've got to go out. Someone else has labored massively, and all you have to do is just open the door. Acts 2, 42 through 47. If you're familiar with that, this is the early church. And it's, they're living out their church life. They're enjoying themselves. They're fellowshipping. They're in presence. They're in teaching. 
the Lord is doing miracles among them. And the last part of that verse in Acts 2.47 says, And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. It was a matter of just, okay, I'm going to open this door for this person. Come on in. When we were in Russia in the beginning, the fruit, there was so much labor that had gone into preparing the harvest that it really was so much harvest that you couldn't deal with it. And it had nothing to do with our labor. I mean, we could get out there on the street and we would uh, just start singing songs because that was what we did. And they were bad songs in horrible Russian. And it would gather a crowd and you'd preach the gospel. And anybody want to get saved? Everybody get saved. I mean, it was just like everyone was getting saved. All you had to do was just say, hey, would you like to get saved? And then was the, the work of discipling and all of that. But the fruit was just laying all around. Will that same thing happen here? No, it's going to happen in a different way. But there are people right around you that Jesus just wants to say, whoop, that one. Just ask her. Just say, can I pray for you? You know, or, hey, would you like to go to church? Or, hey, have you ever seen the chosen? Or any way the Lord lays upon your heart. It could be a million different ways. Don't box them into religiosity. It could be, hey, would you like to go fishing together? And then while you're fishing, don't treat it as work. It's not. It's going to be simple. It's going to be easy. It's going to be fun. This is what the Lord is doing now. The harvest is there. It's ready for you. It's ready for you. In the book of Ruth, chapter 2, verses 2 through 9, I'll let you read it. Ruth, chapter 2, verses 2 through 9. This is Ruth who comes home and she gets led. She says, uh, you know, Naomi, I'm, I want to go out and I'm going to uh, follow and see if I can't gather some food. And she gets behind the reapers and picks up what's just laying there. So someone else has labored over this whole field and all she's doing is just coming along and just gathering, picking up. And Boaz comes out to her and he says, you know what, you, you be blessed. Pick up as much as you want. In fact, the water is there. The guys will make sure they have water for you. If, if you're hungry, come sit down with the other ladies who are harvesting it and eat. Because you just pick up as much as you want. That's what the Lord says to you this morning. Pick up as much as you want. Don't be distracted by the grave that's trying to define you. Get your eyes off of that and look and let Jesus come into your act, come into your situation, come into where you are, and look at the fruit around you. And he's like, pick up as much as you want. Jesus has such cool, fun things for you guys. I don't know if you remember the word that Dr. Joyce gave us back in January. I don't know how many of you guys still have the keys that she handed out. She handed out keys. Because it's good to have a little thing to hold on to. These are my wife's keys. And she has a key on her key because, I mean, I carry around keys. I didn't take one because I just have keys all around me all the time. Uh, she needed, it's an old-timey key. Every time I drive her car, I think it's, oh yeah, that's the word from Dr. Joyce. Opening doors. A key. Do you remember what Jesus said in Matthew 16? Let me read it for you. 
Matthew chapter 16, beginning with verse 15, he says to Peter, or he says, hey guys, who do you say that I am? Who do you acknowledge that I am? Who am I? It's the same question that God asked Adam and Eve. Where are you? It's the same question. Who am I? Am I able? Am I bigger than the grave that's hitting you? Am I bigger than your situation? Am I bigger than what's coming against? Am I able to provide? Who am I? And Peter says, let me find it. Uh, Simon Peter replied, you are the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one, the son of the living God. You are able. You are sufficient. You are enough. You are the healer, the redeemer, the sanctifier. You are the lamb of God. You are the all-sufficient one. You are El Shaddai. You are all Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah uh, Nisi, Nisi, Jehovah Shalom. You are all. This is what Peter is saying by his simple statement. You are the Christ. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. You've got a revelation there, Simon. And I tell you, you are Peter. You're a rock. And on this rock, I'm going to build this rock of revelation. I'm going to build my church. Revelation on who Jesus is. Revelation on who Jesus is. I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Ain't no grave going to hold my body down. Ain't no gate of hell going to define who I am. Because Jesus is going to reveal to me who he is. And when I get that revelation, I say, "Uh uh-uh. No way. No how. Verse 19. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven... And whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You got the keys. You're not victims of your situation. You're not victims in life. You're not victims of some cosmic will. You are sons and daughters of the living God. And you look at your situations and you say, Lord, what are you doing in this? This is not defining me. You define me. Lead me out of this. And you look at your situation and you unlock doors for people. You say, you know what? They've offended me. But instead of having that closed door where I lock and say, I'm cutting you off because you offended me. I'm unlocking the door and I'm saying, I'm going to forgive you. And I'm opening up and I'm saying, here's mercy and grace. If they don't receive it, that's their fault. But I'm not going to shut the doors on anything. I'm opening the doors and when they receive it, they're like, wow, you're different. You say, it's because of Jesus and he loves you too. There are people all around you that you just need to open that door to. Use these keys, the keys of heaven and hell. Open the doors. Lock the door to the enemy. You ain't coming in here no more. Oh yeah, that's what you say about me? Well... Jesus says this, I choose to believe him. And I'm unlocking the door for my mom. I'm unlocking the door for my neighbor. I'm unlocking the door for my coworker. And I'm going to say, Jesus, you open the door. You show me, Lord, and I will reap the fruit. 
lots of keys, guys. You've got lots of keys. I remember Vika told me when, I was, when she was little, she said, I said, do you know what I do? She said, yeah, aren't you a janitor? I said, why? Why would you think that? Well, you've got all those keys. I said, well, yeah, absolutely. You know, I clean toilets. I'll do whatever I need to do. You've got keys, guys. And it's not a struggle of labor. It's reaping the fruit that's just laying there. You've got people all around you, man, just crying out for Jesus. And just be you. And let Jesus be Jesus. I don't like people, put people in the spot, but Matt, I really feel like you just have a ton of keys and you just have the ability to open doors for other people. You just have that. The Lord's just blessed you with big keys. And just continue to do that. Just continue to open those doors. He'll make it clearer to you. Tony, same way, man. You just, they just rattle. You just rattle with keys and just continue. Open doors. Man, you're, you're a light. You just shine. You bring Jesus. Ben and Lori, you guys open doors for people like crazy. Just continue to do that. Just let Je- Jesus, come on in. I'm opening the door. You walk through Jesus. Don't worry about it. Let, just let him do it because Jesus is more than capable. Good doors. Paola is just full of doors. Augusta, you know. Keep opening those doors. Sing, O barren one who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor. It's like, okay, Lord, thank you. I know I don't have to be in labor because I'm still going to have kids. I don't have to work hard for this because it's just going to be right in front of me. I'm just going to open my eyes, Jesus, and you're going to show point. And you're going to, there's one right there. I'm Okay, how you doing? Let's not turn this into a have to, a, a hard thing. Let's just have fun with what Jesus is doing. Jesus has people all around you. He's just loving on. Just love on them. Just love on them. Chloe, just love on them. Just love on them. You got it. You got a a heart of passion for people. Just love on them. Just continue to do that. Let me pray over you guys this morning. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for each ear that was here this morning to hear. And I thank you, Lord, for the work that you started and that you're faithful to complete. I pray, Lord, that every grave, everything that uh, needs to be locked up, that isn't from you, Lord, that is trying to define identity, I just tell it to shut up in the name of Jesus. It doesn't have authority. Whether it's sickness or uh, finances or education or whatever it is that says you can't, Jesus, you declare you can in me. Thank you, Lord, for that. I speak that over them. I loose them in the name of Jesus. Jesus, we invite you into our lives, into every area, Lord, into our at, everywhere we go. Lord, we give you permission to show us the fruit, Lord. 
to open our eyes to the fruit that's just laying there and help us to pick it up and enjoy it, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your beautiful work that you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for the labor of so many that have gone before that have labored so that we can just simply go out and reap. Thank you, Lord, for the trees that are filled, Father, and the the fields that are filled and white for harvest. Thank you, Father, for it. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you're doing. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. I pray in the powerful, overcoming, overcoming name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Go ye therefore. Amen.